0: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Recover with Carly podcast. I am so excited for today's episode. And I promise there will be a day when I don't start every episode the same way. Um, I always say that. I'm so excited for today's episode, especially (laughs) when I have a guest on that I have been looking forward to having a conversation with for weeks now. And today I'm here with Candice Reels, and I am so excited to have Candice here to share with us her story and what the amazing work that she's doing. Um, So welcome, Candice.
1: Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. And I can't wait to dive into many conversations, important conversations. But first, I'll introduce myself. I'm Candace Reels, and I'm the founder of Female Collective. I'm a self-love advocate, intersectional intersectional feminist, and um, born and raised in Los Angeles. And I'm all about just like empowering women to feel their best and be their best, no matter what that looks like. And
0: I love that. I love the work that you're doing. I was really drawn to you and your message and then obviously all of the work that you're doing over on the Female Collective as well, um, which I'm so excited to get into and chat about with you today. Um, but before we before we get into all of that, do you mind just sharing like what your you said that you're a self-love advocate? Um, and of course, female Collective, there's a lot of inspiration and motivation to just loving yourself and accepting yourself. Um, so what has that journey looked like for you, your self-love journey?
1: I always say that my self-love journey changes every year I mean it changes monthly mm-hmm. it changes daily it's just it's a constant journey so it's like every day is a different day uh, when I started female collective I was at a very low point in my life that I just needed some type of inspiration and motivation in life I didn't really know where to find that really mm-hmm. but being a millennial I classically went on Instagram and be like oh maybe I'll see something on here to just like help me in my daily life and it, there was really nothing that I connected with well, there's, like, great things that people can find on there, but there's just nothing I felt, like, personally connected with. So I was like, oh, what if I just started my own Instagram page and not really tell people? I didn't tell anybody I started in the first place. I was just like, I'm just going to do it. It's just going to be, for me, just fun. Um, and then I just started posting, like, just, just motivational things to just help me throughout the day. And then what I learned is that I wasn't the only one struggling in those things, which is, like, I think is the beautiful thing about the Internet. It has a lot of bad things, but the beautiful thing is that you can just really – create a community and like grow and like learn about so many people's like struggles and celebrations and it's just like really brings people together in a very special way and that's pretty much how the female collective just started to grow is that people just started really connecting with each other within the comments and just what things I was saying and just like oh I'm so happy I saw this or like thank you for sharing this I really needed this today and like Most of the times I share things is because I need it in that moment, but I know that other people need it as well.
0: Yeah, and I love that. I I think that that's, yeah, one beauty of social media is that it can bring so many people together and help so many people feel less alone in what they're feeling and experiencing and going through and create this, like, beautiful sense of community, which is so important. I talk about this with all of my clients as a therapist. I'm like, community, community, community. Like, you need to find your community because you can do all of this individual work and all of that but at the end of the day the community aspect of healing is so important so so important so yeah I love I love that that's something that that you do over at the the female collective and just on your personal page as well
1: Yeah, community is just so important. Like, you know, like you said, you can do a lot of, like, individual, like, healing. But you really need that community just Mm -hmm. to continue to heal and just grow within your journey. Definitely, definitely.
0: What year did you start the Female Collective?
1: In 2016, I believe. It's been a while, but I think it was 2016. It was, like, all, because I remember I was working at a fashion job, and as most people know, like, in fashion, it's a lot of, like, basically, like, how you look. It does, I mean, you, you don't have to be the model. You could just be working in, like, the fashion field, and it's all about, like, how you look and who you know and all this stuff. So that really, like, just mm-hmm. put me in a really, like, dark place in my life. And I knew I couldn't mm-hmm. stay in that. Like, I love fashion. It's still very important to me. But, I like, I like it in a different way, not to exactly work in it directly in it just because it wasn't great for my mental health. Um, and so from there, I just knew that I just needed something to just like, just really help me just get out of that dark place. And like, what do I want in life? Instead of like, instead of looking at what do other people want from me, you know,
0: you mentioned you were working in fashion at that time, 2016 ish is when you started the female collective before you were working in fashion is mental health, something that you struggled with, or was it something that came up around, around that time?
1: I would say that I've always struggled with my mental health It just like I would I say like it really started hitting me back in like middle school like middle school is like a real weird time in life where you're like growing and like things are awkward and I was very awkward like I had like braces and glasses and I was in the band like I was just very much (laughs) in that like scenario like this is weird and I didn't really know like Mm -hmm. who I was and like who I wanted to be and like you know like which you don't really need to know those things in middle school but just like it's just like you're just learning a lot about yourself and sometimes it's hard to really just calculate like who like who am I what like what's going on here and so I say it started in middle school but I didn't really realize I was dealing with issues until like I finally got that job in fashion I think it just I just held on to it because I am the type of person that I will hold on to things for years and then like all of a sudden like Five years later, I just start crying. I don't really know why. It's probably from things that happened like five years ago. So it's just like that of just like, so I think it hit me just later on in life. And what I'm realizing now is that to actually experience the emotions when you're having them instead of like holding on to them and like, I'll just deal with that later. You're like, no, I need to deal with this now and feel all the feelings so I can actually release the feelings.
0: Yes, definitely. I think that that's such a common thing. That we see in the mental health field, especially because... There's not a lot of education. There's still a lot of stigma around mental health and just navigating conversations about how you're feeling and yeah. who to talk to and how to talk about it, right? So I think that exactly, yeah, it's so common for people to keep those things in um, or to feel shame about anything that they're feeling to the point that it builds and it builds and it builds. And clinically, we know that you know keeping your emotions in does nothing good for you and it just ends up you know it's like i always tell people like it's like a pressure cooker right like yeah. it you it just <laughs> yeah. like builds and builds and builds and then at one point that lid just flips and everything that pressure is released everything comes out all the emotions are coming out at once and that's what feels overwhelming for a lot of people and i feel like that's usually like that turning point for people where they're like okay I should probably do something to address these feelings. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, totally. It's totally a pressure cooker. Just like, it just like, especially for me when I was younger, I'm just like, oh, I don't really know. I'm just going to go about my day and I feel weird, but like, I don't know how to handle this. I'm just going to, we'll see. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What were some of the things that felt difficult for you in navigating? Was it like body image stuff? Was it comparison? What, what was that for you?
1: I would say when I was younger, it was it's a lot of, like, compares, comparing my life to other people. So, like, I grew up in, like, the suburbs of, like, Los Angeles. I grew up in the South Bay, which is, like, Torrance Redondo Beach area. And it's predominantly, like, white people there. And so, like, I hung out with a lot of white people. They were my friends. But, like, I'm comparing myself to them as, like, a black woman. And so, it was like, it was just, it put me in a weird space of, like, oh, like, I want to look like them. I want to do the same things they're doing. But, like, I can't do those things because I'm a totally different person and that's okay but in that time I felt so awful and bad and just like I want to be someone that I shouldn't like not I'm that I'm not Mm -hmm. supposed to be like I'm supposed to be myself like an individual person and and so it was mainly more just like comparing myself to people that didn't look like me and and I think that's because like when as a black woman you struggle a lot with just like seeing people that look like you in magazines on tv and everything like that to to where you're just like is something wrong with me why am I not being presented in a way that is like oh this person's amazing so in that case you're like oh white is right in that case and you're like oh it shouldn't be me and like every so that's where all the struggles started to happen and that lasted for a while especially as I got into the fashion industry because it's the same thing it's like it's very much like you don't like well I would say now which is great a beautiful thing I'm seeing is that a lot of black women are creating their own brands beauty brands fashion brands and so you're seeing people that look like us but like Back when I was in fashion and in beauty, there wasn't many brands and like, you know, the CEOs were black women. They were like white, sometimes white men. And so you're just like, Mm -hmm. what is happening here? And like, how do I handle this? And what can I do to just make things better for not only myself, but people that look like me?
0: Definitely. And what did that what did that process look like for you? Was there certain people who you came across that you started surrounding yourself with that helped you understand that concept or started helping you to kind of build up that identity of of yourself
1: yeah I would just say that I like I would always go back to like my parents and my parents have been a big like um always really helped me be like you are an amazing person except like you can do whatever you want in life no matter what you look like And so I would say that I would always go back to that thought because they told me that as like a young kid. But like sometimes you just forget it and things happen. You're just like, what's going on? But like that's just like a foundation they built in me when I was a young kid. So I would just like remember that. And also just like life in general, just like going through life, meeting new people, hearing their journey, hearing that they're going through the same thing that you were going through as well. And just connecting on that. So building that community of people who had the same struggles that you had as a kid and being able to share those things and heal together as a group is what really helped me get through that. And also just realizing that, like, I think now that I'm, like, I'm 33 years old now, so, like, as I got into my 30s, I just started to just feel better about myself. I know they're all, it's, like, a cliche. You're like, wait until you're 30. you're Life is going to be so much better. And it really is. <laughs> like, life gets better and you start caring less about what other people think. Um, and so I'm just in that mindset now, of just like really focusing on myself. But in, at the same time, when I say I focus on myself, I'm also focusing on ways to make life better for other people that look like me.
0: And that's like such an amazing quality to have, right? I think that one thing I hear a lot from people is like, it's exhausting enough trying to focus on me and my healing and my life and my journey and you know, throwing in uh, other people, like throwing other people into that equation can feel very, very exhausting. Um, And I'm curious if you've experienced that, like burnout for yourself of like doing this work that is hard, like it's very hard work. And you're fighting against a lot of systems that are wanting you to fail. And so I'm curious How have you navigated like this sense of burnout or exhaustion when doing the work that you do?
1: Yeah, so I definitely experienced burnout. I feel like a lot of us have in the past few years. I think like the pandemic really brought in a lot of just like, I don't know, maybe it's just like we're just sitting at home. We're just like, okay, like what is happening here? And like Mm -hmm. and then like you have to and then right When things started to, like, open up again, we're like, oh, now you have to go back to work. You have to go back to, like, your regular social life. Like, everything that you were doing pre-pandemic, you need to do that now again. Everyone's like, wait, 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 wait. Like, we spent, like, almost, like, two years in the house, like, just figuring out, like, ourselves and lives. And now we're just being pushed back into it. And so that happened a lot with me. Um, So, like, because I started Female Collective in 2016. So by the time the pandemic happened had been, like, four years of me just... In it just on like social media, and as you know, being on social media can mm-hmm. be a lot, especially if you're on it like every day and things are happening. So, I would say like 2020, so 2020, I just sort of just like it just went like I said, I, I'm one of those people that's just like, oh, I'm just gonna hold on to what happened here and just like see what life is like ahead of time. I'm not gonna even like experience what's happening in 2020. So, I would say that I like in 2022, like last year, all of a sudden I just felt very sad and very just like, what is going on in my life? What am I doing with myself? Which are things I should, probably should have felt in 2020 when things all of a sudden shut down. But I held on to those feelings for two years. And it just hit me, I got burnt out. It was like, what am I doing? I don't know what to do. So I made a promise to myself at the end of 2022, that I was going to find my joy again in life. And so that's what I'm doing now in 2023. It's like just figuring out like what brings me joy like what makes me happy like I lost all of that I literally I'm like I don't know what makes me happy anymore and so this year I'm really just focusing on my healing journey mentally and physically of just like okay I so I would need to read more books I need to go outside more I need to take more walks I need just what is it listen to more music take dance breaks just anything and everything I'm trying at the moment just to really figure out like what truly makes me happy and so that's sort of like the journey I'm I'm on right now from the burnout to like what is life now? <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I think that's something that I hear a lot with with clients and something I experience, too, is, like, almost this, like, dysphoric feeling in 2020 of, like, I don't know who I am in this new world, right? Like, this is yeah. a very different world that none of us have ever experienced before and what our life looked like before, COVID was is now very different than what it looks like and so I think that I I relate to that a lot in terms of putting it kind of to the wayside and being like well this is kind of life for now and I'll just wake up every morning and do what I need to do but the prioritization of like myself and mental health and all of that kind of went to the wayside and then when everything started opening back up again I was like oh shit (laughs) like I don't know (laughs) what my life looks like now or, you know, like it was very, that transition back into kind of quote unquote normal life, which I wouldn't even call it normal, but, um, was hard. Like that transition back into that was very difficult. Um, but I'm, I'm so happy to hear that you're finding that joy for yourself again. And that's kind of your goal for 2023. Um, Are you noticing that the joy, the things that bring you joy now are different than what they were before you kind of lost this sense of joy?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I feel like when, like, you know, things actually, like, I think about, like, because I'm... If I look back, I'm, like, and I look back at things that I was doing, I feel like I was just, like, sort of in the moment. Like, I wasn't really present. Like, I was just there. Like, I just go hang out with my friends, and I'm there. I'm just, like, doing things. i just always going places. But I feel like now what I'm learning is that I'm actually, like, when I go places, I actually experience it. Instead of just being there. And so mm-hmm. I feel like uh-huh. maybe I wasn't really being, maybe I wasn't really joyful or feeling like joy in those moments pre pandemic. Maybe I was just being there and not really just mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm here, I'm at this party, I'm at this event, I'm doing here. I'm just like, kind of like a robot. We're just like, doing things in our daily life just to get through and be like okay I'm back home now but now I feel like now I'm like actually like being present which is like very new for me and it's so crazy because I'm like always telling people to be present on female collective and like okay you're like lying to us but like I like I know the things I that we all need to do just that I just don't do it myself sometimes
0: <laughs> oh and you are not alone in that at all
1: <laughs> like yeah. I
0: even as like a therapist I find myself saying things to clients and I'm like Carly, you don't even fucking do that for yourself. Like, why why is it so hard? You know, I feel like we are our biggest, like, critics, and we are so hard on ourselves. And I feel like we hear ourselves saying these things to other people, but in our mind, we're like, wait, but we're not actually doing that for ourselves. (laughs) Or like, why, why are we not taking our own advice in this? Because I'm sure that our life would be more joyful if we took our own advice. And it's just so interesting how that can feel so hard sometimes to take, take our own advice and do the things that we're encouraging other people to do.
1: Yeah. It's like, yeah, I feel like I've always been that type of person. I'm like, always like people come to me, like my friends come to me. They're like for advice and all that stuff. I'm just like, and then with female collective, I'm always just sharing like motivational, inspirational things. I'm just like, why am I not doing this myself? <laughs> but like, I'm mm-hmm. able to easily just share it. And I think it's just like, I don't know. It might be just like, cause I've always been like a giver and just like, I want to give, 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 which also really didn't help with my burnout. Um, like, I'm always able to give to others, and sometimes I I need to remind myself that I need to give back to myself in order to, like, continue to do what I'm doing.
0: Definitely. 100%. I'm curious, kind of going back to this shift that, you've, that you saw in 2020 and, like, into 2022 with this new prioritization of, like, doing things that bring you joy – Was there anything in particular that happened, well, besides COVID and the world kind of shutting down and life changing in a lot of ways, do you know if there was like a specific point for you where you saw that shift for yourself or was there a moment where you were like, okay, I can't keep doing things the way that I'm doing them and I want to make the shift for myself?
1: Yeah, I would say, um, I think I like, because like going back to what I said of how like I was just sort of like a robot just going about my day and doing things um I didn't realize I was doing that until like 2022 is where I was like oh like I'm at like I actually saw myself outside of my body like oh I'm actually just like hanging out with my friends and not really being present or I'm going to this like cool thing that's supposed to be really cool and I'm supposed to really like it but I'm like whatever I don't really care about this like I just didn't Mm -hmm. care about anything anymore and so that's when it clicked to me I was like oh like that is not how you want to live life and like that is not how you Mm want to live at all like you know there's so many special moments that happen to all of us every day and we don't realize them because we're just moving about our day and just figuring out like what's next what do I need to do next like what's happening and I think what helped well well yeah during the pandemic you realize that like sometimes life just stops and there is Mm -hmm. no what's next you're just going about your day and so it's like what what can I do with my life to sort of like bring that of just like what can I do today to just make myself feel better? Like, I don't need to think about like five years from now or like I don't need to think about five years in the past. Like, what can I do today to just make me just happy? And it can be like a small thing. You just be like, oh, I just I've made my bed or like, you know, I put on a cute outfit. Just like little simple things that are just like in our daily routine that we can actually make enjoyable, I think, is that is what we forget sometimes is that we're just so we're moving around just about our day sort of like zombies and robots but like there's so many special things like watering our plants or just like whatever it is just to like that brings you joy it could be anything absolutely anything and it could be the simplest thing and it's that we just have to remember that
0: do you find yourself slipping back into kind of that like robot mindset and if so are there things that you do to kind of help you Not fall back into that, or to get out of that. If you found yourself going back into that space, oh yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I mean, I definitely fall back into patterns easily. So like, I definitely feel like I. But I think what helps me now is that I know it. Like, I realize Mm -hmm. that I'm doing it instead of just like just doing it and just like, oh, what happens? Like, I actually like. Oh wait, Candace, you're not enjoying this like amazing concert right now. Why don't you like actually pay? Like, I'm talking to myself in my head more, which I do all the time, but just like in a better quality way instead of just being negative to myself. We're like, no, Candice, like, enjoy this concert. You're here. Like, you know, be happy. Be around us. Look around you. Like, just see the beautiful things. So now I'm just able to really just, like, in the moment, just switch it, which is pretty great. And
0: that's a skill that I feel like takes practice, right? It takes, like, this practice to be able to hear that, our internal voice and, like, recognize yeah. when it's, like, speaking to us. Um, but yeah, that's something that I have to do too. And something that again, comes up with a lot of clients. I'm like, if you're in those moments, like ask yourself, have that internal conversation, have that question that you always go to. That's like, how am I feeling right now? Or what emotions is this situation bringing me? Is this bringing me joy? Is this making me sad? Is this making me angry? Right. Just like checking in with yourself, um, I call it temperature checks, like doing little temperature checks with ourselves (laughs) Um, and being like, okay, where am I on this scale? Am I like, you know, like in the negatives? Am I like right in the middle? (laughs) Am I like all the way at the top where it feels really hot and overwhelming and um, hard to navigate? And I think then having those skills to help you get back to that place of, okay, let me put my phone away let me go outside, let me feel the sun on my skin, let me call a friend, right? Having those things that help you get back to that, um, that point of like, okay, I feel in control again, I feel a sense of joy um, again. And I think that's a really good feeling to know that we have the ability to do that.
1: Yeah, I think it's like, I think it's so, like you said, it's so important to check in with yourself, and I think we don't do that, like, a lot or at all, or, so, or we sort of forget mm-hmm. to, and it's just, like, it's so important to be like, oh, how am I feeling in this moment? Like, not how am I feeling in the past or like, how am I feeling, like, right now, and, like, what can I do to, like, either keep this feeling or change this feeling?
0: Mm-hmm. Definitely. How do you? Because obviously you're human, and we all experience like the the hard days, the negative emotions, and something that I get super frustrated with online sometimes is this sense of like toxic positivity or this idea oh, wow. that things are always good and that things are always happy, and it's like that's not that's not realistic. Um, yeah. No. So I'm curious, like, what's your go-to like? Whether it's self-care or any, any routine that you have when you're feeling more of the negative emotions.
1: Um, yeah, so like, I totally agree with the toxic pos- positivity thing. That is not my favorite at all. I like people just to feel what they're feeling, whether that's angry, sad, mm-hmm. happy. Just all, feel all the feelings is what I always say on Female Collective. Um, but I would say like when I'm feeling like a bit down, I'll either like really, I'll listen to some music. Sometimes I'll like listen to sad music and people are like, Oh, does that make you feel sad. I'm like, no, it actually just makes me feel how I'm feeling in the moment. It doesn't make me feel like worse. It just makes me feel I just want to listen to this and then it's going to make me feel good. So it's like, listen to music um take like walks outside just like taking like a small walk and just really being just like okay like this is great i live i mean i live in los angeles and it's a great city so just be able to like walk around and just people watch and see what's happening see how people are living their days um and then i would say like the one that people would say oh that's a toxic like self-care thing is like i watch like a lot of reality tv shows and i think it's because it helps me like be in someone else's reality and not in mine so i sort of get to like escape Mm -hmm. But like, just watching, yeah. like, Real Housewives, like, that is just, like, oh, yeah, I'm just watching these people, like, live a ridiculous life, and, like, that's enjoyable for an hour, and I don't have to, like, think about what's going on right now with myself.
0: Definitely. And I always tell people, I'm, like, there's healthy distractions and unhealthy distractions, and I feel yeah. like reality television is sometimes a healthy distraction. Like, I I tell my clients this. I'm, like, if this helps you to just, like, get out of your head for an hour do it. Yeah. Like there's no yeah. shame in it at all. Um, so I always get frustrated with people who are like, no, that's not a healthy way to cope. I'm like, no, but it can be for people as long as it's not your only coping mechanism. There's other yeah. things that you're yeah. doing as well. But sometimes that just feels like what we need to sit on the couch yeah. and to not have our phone out, to just watch something <laughs> that doesn't require <laughs> Any brain cells, but just to like watch (laughs) other people exist on the television.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes you just need that escape, like to escape and just be like, okay, this is ridiculous and I'm here for it. I'm just going to be in it for this hour. 100%. Um,
0: So I want to talk about the Female Collective because I know that this is a, it's a big platform that a lot of people are familiar with and I see the Female Collective get shared a lot on people that I follow stories and I follow the female collective and so I'm seeing these posts circulate a lot online um, first things first is what is your overall goal with the female collective like when you started I know you briefly mentioned this in the beginning and creating this community but if someone were to ask you like what's your goal with this space what would what would that response be for you
1: um I f- yeah I feel like I'm always like, figuring that out I feel like at like in the beginning when I started I had no idea like what was going on I'm just like I'm just going to do this and then like all of a sudden it started growing so you're just like oh my gosh what's what's going on here how do I really handle this and so like there was a while where I was like I don't really know what this is for really but I'm just going to keep mm-hmm. continuing to do it and then mm-hmm. I would say like I finally I was like okay well I really want to create this safe space for women and non-binary people to really just feel celebrated worthy and know that they're important because that's something we forget daily and I just want to remind people daily of like how important it is that they know those things and then like I'm like how do I like establish that in a larger way and so like I created like merchandise for like you know for people just like have that reminder that they can see you know every day and then I also like I will work and do like small events in LA to just get people like build that community in person um and then like i feel like during the like right when the pandemic hit obviously everything just was like online back again and so you're just like okay everything just needs to be all internet things and so i just continue to just like really do campaigns that were like um very important to me because like one thing i i'm all about is like working with brands who have who share the same values as like female collective which is aka myself um Mm -hmm. and making sure that we are always um you know campaigns are diverse and like we're talking about many subjects and we're talking about like healing it's not just like you're like look at this shoe it's cute it's like no it's like I wear this shoe because it makes me feel powerful and why do you feel powerful in it and what like you know expand it in that way and so I did a lot of like brand partnerships within that time of when there was no we can't go outside we can't really do things and so now I think I'm back at the point now of like how can I expand female collective again in the more of the outside world and how can I get more people to do things in real life with each other that are part of the female collective so that's like what I'm building now is just making sure that I want this community not only be like a safe space online but I want to be a safe space in person for people to really just like Mm -hmm. grow and make friendships and like that community in person is so important so I just want people to continue to Hey, I met this girl at like you know female collective event, and we learned all these amazing things about how to not only take care of ourselves but take care of each other. And now we have this like club that we're doing ourselves, like just that continue work of building with each other is like my goal mm. of female collective. I love that. I think that that's
0: so important. I think the in person events is so powerful. Being able to have that space where. You can show up and be yourself. It's like you can do that online, but for some reason, like in-person stuff just feels so much more powerful and healing. And you have this memory of this event for the rest of your life where you met new people and you got to do, you know, amazing stuff and build all these ideas and share your ideas. And I think that in itself is so healing and so therapeutic for so many people.
1: Yeah. So that is like, so that's like what I'm really working on now is just doing that in community, like in person community events. And like, I'm in the process now of doing like a very large one to where I want to get like, you know, panelists, people like you to come and hopefully, and like, you know, speak about your experience like what you're doing and how you're helping, you know, people to like heal within your community that you have. So it's like just really bringing people that are just like, since female collective is all about community, I want to bring people along who are all about their community as well, and like you know how they've helped their community to heal and also help themselves heal as well.
0: I'm curious if you've had any like pushback from? Well, I would assume pushback would be coming from like men, <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> because like you know you're when we try to create spaces, safe spaces for women and non-binary individuals, there always has to be some sort of pushback from from men or even other women who have internalized misogyny and and stuff yeah. like that so I'm curious like has there been any parts of of this that feel that have felt really hard for you
1: yeah I feel like there's definitely been like obviously like I post a lot of things especially when it comes to like talking about like intersectional feminism um talking about like yes, yeah, self-care that involves just around women there is a lot of like pushback and like the thing is is like I'm The hard part is not like the men, like I started, like, you know, that's going to come. So it's like, whatever. I don't really care. Like, you're going to say these things. This is not original. This is going to happen. But it's like, it's really hard when I see, like, a woman say something. And, like, I get where it's coming from. I get why this person's saying that because they have their own things that they're dealing with. But it's, like, sometimes really hard to be like, oh, wow. Like, this is, like, not like, because, like I said, men, you're like, eh, this is going to happen. Like, you know, they're going to say things. It's going to happen. You're like, oh, whatever. But, like, when you have someone that's, like, you you think is within your community and they're actually not you're like oh like did I say something wrong did I offend this person like should I change it up should I because that was something like as female collectors started to grow I got like a bit nervous about posting things so like when it when I first started I was like posting whatever I don't really care like you know it's just like how I feel and like you know I'm gonna do that but like when I started to see like there was a larger community that was following there's brands following I'm just like oh like I got to make sure I don't offend anyone or I got to make sure I say it in a softer way. And then like, and I feel like it got a bit lost at one point in my life of just like doing that. I think that's also equal to the burnout eventually. And now if I'm back to that point where it's like, no, like I need to go back to why I originally started this um, page and like sharing my feelings, no matter what they are. And like, I don't think I'm like, I'm never out here to offend anyone and people are going to be offended anyway, but just like, no matter what you say as a person Um, But, -hmm. like, I know within my heart that I'm not here to, like, hurt people and say, like, mean things. I'm just saying things that are just, I think, will be helpful as a community to everyone. And so I just have to remind myself that, like, yeah, there's going to be people offended. That's just life in general. Like, I always tell people, like, there's going to be people that don't like you. You don't know why. They just don't like you. And that's, like, you shouldn't be, like, hurt by that. That's just life. And that's just life. And so I'm, like, reminding myself that just, like, when I'm posting on Female Collective, like, it's okay to say this, and there's gonna be some people that might say things, and that is okay, but if you have like if you have like two people say things, but there's like a hundred other people that agree with you, that is totally fine.
0: do you feel like the kind of hesitation to like kind of be careful of what you say or watching your tone or anything like that stems from societal expectations of like what society has told us like women or black women or non-binary individuals how they should talk like the tone that they should use do you feel like any of that stemmed from from those like sort of systemic ideas
1: oh yeah absolutely I feel like As women, especially as like you know, as women, and also especially as like women of color, you're always like judged on those things, and so you're just like, oh, if I say this, they're going to say, oh, you're the stereotype or whatever. Like, you're, I knew you're going to say that. I knew that was going to happen. Like, that's just like you know, so it stops you from like being like, oh, but like I do want to share this. I do want to say those things, and it's like it is true what I'm saying, but like society is telling me it's not. And like, how do I really handle that? How do I continue to really speak my truth? when other people are saying it's not my truth, and you're just, like, in this weird place of, like, you know, how do I really get this word out or my feelings out in a way that is, like, balanced for everyone? And there is no way to do that at all. Like, there's every—no one's going to agree on an issue. Like, you know, it's, like, it's all going to be separate and everyone has their own opinions and life is just, like, weird for other people and, like, everything just changes. So you're just, like, okay, just— Let me just continue to do what I'm doing, and there's going to be people who are going to agree with it, and there's going to be people who are not going to agree with it, and that is totally okay. That's just life in general.
0: How do you, like, how did you find yourself navigating the stereotypes? Like, was that just you coming to the understanding that you weren't going to be able to please everyone, or that this was important to you, and if people wanted to assume it was a stereotype, then that was on them, or, you know, what did that kind of look like for you? And because I think that I've had people, I've had conversations with people who are hesitant to post certain things, or to say certain things online, because they know that there is this stereotype. Um, Specifically, you know, like, very independent strong like black women who are like if I say this in this type of tone people are going to assume that I am angry and I'm hostile and all of these really racist (laughs) stereotypes yeah (laughs) um so I'm curious like how did you find yourself being able to kind of overcome that and find that confidence to to be who you are and to share what you wanted to share on this platform
1: I would say that I would definitely go back and say it came with, like, age. Like, as I got older, I was like, oh, it's it's totally okay for me to share these feelings and share, like, you know, what's going on. Like, especially, like, I feel like, you know, like, especially, like, when the Black Lives Matter movement was happening, I was very kind of like, okay, like, I'm a black person, this matters to me, but, like, I know I have a community of, like, people that don't look like me, and, like, how do I share this in a way to, like, have people, like, care but also, like, not offend them? And I think at that point, like, I was just so... I would say, like, I was angry and sad and just had all these feelings that I didn't care. Like, I was just like, I'm going to stand my ground and speak these feelings and share them. And, like, if people don't agree, then that's their business. And so, like, that really helped me, like, remind myself, like, you know, like, there's serious things happening. And there's, like, a lot of, like, we need to talk about these things. It's like, talking about these things doesn't, like you know, it shouldn't hurt you. We just, we should be having these important conversations. So when I decided, like I was like, when it comes to like movements like that, when it comes to like politics, like I'm going to speak how I feel and we're not going to agree. And that is okay, but we should be able to have a conversation and see where it goes.
0: I saw that a lot with, so I did my master's of social work, right. Kind of at the beginning of COVID. And Mm -hmm. I, well, it was toward the end. It was like August of 2020 when I actually started the program. And um, that was something that came up a lot in my program that I felt so frustrated with was this idea that we can't share things online. We have to keep these opinions to ourselves. Professors who were telling me, like, remain neutral. <laughs> and I'm like, this is... A social work. This is a social work yeah. program. Like social yeah. workers are not supposed to be neutral. Like they are supposed to be working toward this space of social justice. Like this is a huge framework of the social work program. And yeah. so I remember kind of navigating that as well and being like, oh, can I share this? Can I post this? And kind of the same mindset that you had of like, kind of like, fuck it, like, this is important to me, this is important to the world. Um, And the reason we've remained in these oppressive systems is because people don't talk about it. (laughs) People say like, well, let's just not have the difficult conversations. And it's like, well, that literally gets us nowhere
1: yeah people are gonna be angry people are gonna be upset it's gonna be a lot of things happening it's gonna be protests it's gonna be this but that's how you actually get all of it out and start like the new world that you want to be in or else you're just gonna Mm -hmm. stay where you're at so that's like the same thing just like i don't really care at this point like whatever like i'm gonna get these feelings out i'm gonna say how i feel unless maybe we can get somewhere from here maybe we can actually grow Mm -hmm. from this it's all like healing is not a beautiful rainbow type of thing it's like it's It hurts and it sucks and it's like a lot going on. But like, that's how you actually get to where you need to go.
0: I think that kind of is where we circle back to the community aspect. It's like this work, this, these conversations can feel, can feel very scary and exhausting. And, you know, I think having that community space to go to and share how you're feeling and to get that support Um, and to you know reshare something that really resonates with you I think is so helpful in navigating that space which I think you know is one reason why I was drawn to the female collective because you know we have aesthetically pleasing (laughs) um, (laughs) you know quotes and reminders that you know are fun fun to look at but also have a really important message behind them Um, and I think that that's a really important space to be able to go to and and resonate with and, and connect with in some way.
1: I'm always like, it has to look good, but I want there to be meaning behind it.
0: Yes, yeah, I love that. I'm the same way. I'm like, how can I make this kind of look pretty?
1: <laughs> but yeah. also
0: not get too wrapped up in the aesthetics and then like lose the message that's going on behind. Yeah. <laughs> Was there one post in particular that you can think of that you've posted on the female collective that just went so well that people people related to kind of more than any other post or a specific topic or conversation
1: who um I'm trying to think of one. I don't know. I feel like a lot, I would say just in like topic wise, like anytime I talk about women standing in their power, that's always Mm -hmm. gets like a huge like engagement. Like just like reminding women that you are powerful. Like don't let anyone put you down. Like you are able to achieve amazing things no matter what that looks like. So I would say women standing in their power and then also women being vulnerable too as well. So like those two separate things, which I think are a great combination, but it's like allowing women to be like sad and have all their like, you know, we have so many feelings and we should be allowed to feel all of those things so anytime I talk about those two topics of like vulnerability and standing in your power I feel like it's like incredible engagement which I love to see because it's like just it's a beautiful thing to my heart
0: <laughs> Hmm. and I think that kind of goes back to like the stereotype right like those are two things that for a long time women have been told we can't be or we can't do it's like we yeah. can, if we are loud and we are leaders, then we are being, like, bitchy, right? Like, we, if, and so I feel like that has held a lot of women and non-binary individuals back from being their authentic selves. Like, I'm a very loud person. I have been my entire life. And yeah. it's something that I always viewed as a negative thing. And I remember, like, a couple of years ago being like, no, this is actually, like, really powerful. And there's a lot that can be done with a loud voice and a big personality. Um, and I think being able to encourage individuals to like step into that in whatever capacity that looks like for them is, again, very healing because we're we're yeah. not allowing the, the stereotypes to hold us back from doing the things that we want to do. And same with the vulnerability, right? Like women who – the stereotype of like women who – are angry or women who are sad they're emotional and they can't they can't control their emotions right we saw this with like politics and people being like yeah women a woman can't be president because women are too emotional <laughs> it's like yeah. are, are you kidding yeah. me what are you like pretty sure that we have a much better <laughs> like hold on our emotions than most yeah. of the men who are in power right now <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah. Men will start wars over, like, any little thing, while women be like, wait, let's actually have a conversation and see, like, how can we solve this? instead of just fighting each other and being mad and, like, not solving anything at all. So it's like, it's that yeah. statement is always just so funny to me because it's so ridiculous.
0: It literally is, like, makes zero sense. I'm like, this <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: has no logic behind it at all.
1: <laughs> no logic, Yeah.
0: <laughs> So to kind of wrap things up then, what is one piece of advice that you would give listeners to kind of leave them with today, whether it's piece of advice in terms of navigating their mental health or, you know, finding, stepping into their power, being more vulnerable, whatever that feel, whatever feels right for you, what piece of advice would you leave listeners with today?
1: Um, The piece of advice that I would leave listeners today is I would say just be your true authentic self like no matter what that looks like I think it's so powerful for us to be individual and share our opinions and like whatever that may look like you know it's like we are very different people and that's what's so beautiful about the world is that we're all not the same and so like with with that we're able to like learn from each other and heal from each other and just like continue to grow as people so just be like Your true self, no matter what that may look like. It could be like the wildest thing, but that's a beautiful thing. It could be a very, like, you can continue to be like an introvert or extrovert, like, whatever that is, like, be you and don't, like, let society, like, change that for you. Don't let the outside voices say, like, oh, no, you still have to be in this box of a person. There's no, we can't be this one type of person. Like, we are incredible individuals who are worthy and should be celebrated and just continue to be who we are on our healing journey.
0: I love that. I think that's such a great piece of advice. And I always tell myself and and my clients too. kind of going off of that is like, we are literally the only version of ourselves in the entire world. Like there is not yeah. one other version of us. And at the end of the day, my biggest fear is that I'm laying on my deathbed and I'm looking back and I'm regretting the fact that I didn't allow myself to be who I truly was because I was trying to be someone else or I was trying to meet society's standards and none of us deserve that like we all deserve to be able to wake up and be ourselves dress how we want to dress and just feel like we have our voice and we don't have to we don't have to minimize ourselves or shrink ourselves to fit into society because there's space for us all here
1: (laughs) yeah exactly there's space for each and every one of us and I think people forget that they're like oh no but I have to fit in this Mm -hmm. no 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 we are here for a purpose no matter what that purpose may be and it can be like just anything it's just like remember that we are just individual people who are just very powerful and we're able to like help each other out and just continue to grow the community that we have
0: well Candice thank you so much for being here and sharing your knowledge and just sharing a little bit about your experience with mental health and navigating that space um do you mind sharing with listeners where they can find you where they can follow along
1: yeah, so first of all, thank you so much for having me. This was incredible. I love just talking about mental health and just like being ourselves and everything like that. It's just a beautiful conversation. But yeah, you can find me at Female Collective on Instagram. Also at Candice Reels for my personal Instagram for funsies type of stuff. And I'll put everything in the show notes for listeners.
0: And listeners, feel free to leave a rating or a review. This is such a special episode for me. I hope that a lot of you are going to walk away from this feeling empowered and motivated to just be your true authentic self and to find your community and to find your people. Thank you so much, Candace, for being here. And we'll see you all in the next episode. Bye! Bye. Thank you.